Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to What? That old queen, a candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age and in a certain dystopian future that we all find ourselves in at the moment. So welcome to the first of our weekly shows of What The Hell Queen. We're going to be keeping you company and trying to lift your spirits during this unfathomable crisis that we're all going through. regular features uh, a kinky blink which might be what that old kink um, you've got Queens of Agony still while we still can and snack out of it is a little bit redundant but we'll try and show you some ways that you can spread some of the ingredients you got left in your larder So, uh, Tommy will be joining me shortly. We are practicing social distancing at the moment, so he's joining me by interstellar link up. And um, as I say, this is the first in a weekly session that you'll have with the old queens. Um, and what I think is really important at this time is that you interact with us. So please do send us messages on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email us during this period so we can keep the program fresh and uh, we'll try and stay here for as long as we can to try and lift your spirits and keep you company whether you're at home with loved ones or home alone like me and Tommy. As I said uh, Tommy will be joining me shortly so we'll be back after 
this. Tommy. Hi. How are you doing? So, well, I'm, I'm all right, but I just read on one of the social media platforms that um, this uh, coronavirus is affecting people in lots of different ways. And so you need to be wary that, and the most susceptible people to this are middle aged men. They said middle aged straight, straight men, actually, um, are very likely to to do a podcast and please don't do it (laughs) (laughs) so that's why we're we're in separate parts of the country doing this by interstellar link up yeah yeah good well i think it's a a social country (laughs) well different parts of the city (laughs) yeah i mean we're not that far away but we're you couldn't hear me if i shouted I, well, I have bugged your flat. I've been there several times, so <laughs> <laughs> I know everything that goes on in your flat, as well, we demonstrated yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I was trying to get my parents on the Zoom platform. Suddenly, Bernie was listening in to our conversation. So now you know how I speak to my parents. You speak to your parents how we all speak to our parents, especially when they're having like. A, an IT breakdown. <laughs> yeah. They asked today that I was very patient and I wasn't like my brother. They said you were very patient. Mm, unlike my brother. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> well, I, could, I could hear in your voice you were losing your patience. <laughs> anyway, so we've got some of our usual features um, slightly changed because of the situation that we suddenly find ourselves in in stark contrast Mm. to the last time we recorded. How are you finding Mm. this social distancing? I'm finding, I'm finding like aspects of it quite easy and I can fill my day quite easily with interactions online and like I've re, like I've touched, decorated the flat and stuff like that. And I've been going out running and I've just been, you know, I've, I've thrown myself into it and I've been making the best of the situation. I feel a little bit sexually frustrated and I think that's going to get worse. <laughs> I think we're all feeling slightly sexually frustrated. But we we have a few suggestions for that coming up later on. Yesterday, um, you did some online shopping, didn't you? I did. But- for wine. Well, yeah. there were some other items as well, weren't there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just thought that I could try and get get a dildo of, of, finally and see what that was about, really. So that's hopefully on its way. Oh, um, it hasn't arrived yet? No, otherwise I wouldn't be here talking 
<laughs> You'd be away with the dildo. <laughs> well, someone was saying that, like, work, working from home is a bit of a, um, a, 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 a what's the word? I was going to say pseudonym, euphemism <laughs> for um, masturbation. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I've been doing for months. So, you know. <laughs> How are you finding it? Uh, well, I haven't done as much as you have. This is week one, Tommy. You've done all that stuff. And I'm cramming everything in and I'll be bored by week two. Yeah, you need to kind of level it out a bit, I think. I mm. I find it quite difficult to be socially distanced from people. I think it is quite difficult if you live on your own. If you're living with other people, I think it's kind of easy um, mm. because obviously you have other people to interact with. But mm. yeah, keeping in contact with people over the phone and video chats. Um, like for me, it feels really good to be connected with you personally because we're in exactly the same situation. Mm. Um, so I feel like you're a bit of an ally in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess we have to get through. I'm, I'm going out as much as I can while we still can. Bars and clubs have just been told to shut down as of tomorrow. Not that many people mm. were going out into them. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think it's it's quite sad. And I kind of think that we've, um, I feel like we took for granted the life that we had like last week even. Mm. But hopefully it will be coming back to us in a similar form after this crisis is over. Really, hope, yeah. 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 And I guess it's that's one of the reasons why we're doing this. We, a, we've got time because both of us are kind of out of a job because of this situation. Mm. So if you are rich and you do fancy bunging us some catch via our Patreon account so that we can keep this podcast going... That would be amazing. <laughs> but anyway, what have you got for me this episode, Tommy? Yeah, well, in my new feature, What That Really Old Queen, I'm going to introduce you to Chevalier de Ion. Ooh, Chevalier. Um, Chevalier, yeah. So this is, um, you can find a picture or a portrait of them in the National Portrait Gallery. Um, and they lived, they lived in the 18th century, really, right up into 1810. Um, and quite a complex life. I'm calling them they, them. Um, they were born um, male, uh, with male um, sexual organs. Right. Um, and had, and but kind of lived, lived in France, became French diplomat, and then was asked or commissioned or whatever it is to go over to Russia and work as a spy in the Russian court and there's a bit of a rumour going around that so the Chevalier would always dress in female attire and there was a rumour that they that they presented themselves as a lady in waiting in the Russian court so was this, like under, was this like undercover? yeah all, all sort of secret undercover stuff and um, did what they needed to do in Russia, came back, upset Louis the however many there was, exiled to London, did loads of fencing. There was then rumours that they were actually, because they were at that point dressing both as a man and a woman. Um, there were rumours going around that they were actually 
physically a woman. Right. Um, and they would then they tried to get back to France, but they would become exiled, and then they managed to persuade themselves to get back into the court. Um, this is like just before Marie Antoinette, so before right. um, the end of the monarchy in France, I guess. Yeah. Um, they somehow managed to persuade to get back into court, but were then sort of moved over to a small region of North France, I think. There they, there they were again, a, a kind of French diplomat. Oh, they were when they went over to England. They sealed a deal or drafted the deal that basically ended the Seven Years' War. Oh, um, as you do. And then when they came back, they got into the French court, but sort of moved over to this sort of small regional part of France. Um, they then offered to I think there was some sort of art war going on with America and they offered to like lead an a, a army of soldiers of, of women soldiers into battle but I think the French court declined that then they came back to England it seems spent a few years living with them with some old widow um, got wounded in a fencing tournament and then was bedridden for four years before they died. That's like a snapshot of their lives. It's quite complicated and wow. um, seems quite cover. yeah. It's really colourful. I love the idea of a fencing in drag. Love it. Yeah, love all of that. Um, have you heard of the Beaumont Society? Maybe remind me. So they're they're like a charity that support. Um, trans trans women I think it's quite old school as a charity so I think that they give a lot of support to kind of transvestites rather than women that, that identify as trans women I guess right. but nevertheless they they support um, those people through that that and, and organise social functions and signposting different things so that's where they took their name from the Beaumont of, oh. um, so the full name is Charles Genevieve Louis August André Timothy Eon de Beaumont so that's where the Beaumont Society gets their name oh amazing so all named after this person yeah and um, beautiful picture of um, of them in the National Portrait Gallery and I did this performance years and years ago actually which was a kind of LGBTQ plus night in the National Portrait Gallery where I imagined all those portraits were like profiles on Tinder or Grindr and we pretended that we were sort of having some interaction with them so I weaved a bit of like fantasy with the kind of details of that that their the portraits of their lives i ended up singing um the lou reed song take a walk on the wild side but kind of rewrote the words to for the chevalier <laughs> amazing which was yeah <laughs> what was your outfit was it half and half a bit like that portrait you showed me uh, no because i was also having dates with lots of other portraits so it wasn't just about that portrait uh, okay I, I decorated myself with lots of gold gilt frames and kind of threw them all, all over myself. Amazing. What drew you particularly to this person to be uh, what that really old queen this week 
um, because actually of that I love the picture, not the one that I've shown you, but there's another. And actually, I always, it's, it, it, there's a postcard of it, which I bought at the National Portrait Gallery. I just always have it on my dressing table and I look at it quite often, but it's become, I've become so familiar with it that I've forgotten the story really. So I want to fresh myself and just make space for like, a trans or non-binary um, fencing <laughs> French diplomat spy. <laughs> I mean, that that sounds like the most colourful life ever. <laughs> they sound amazing. And um, we'll post a picture yeah. up on our Instagram slash yeah, Twitter slash Facebook. I probably didn't do their lives justice, but... If, if this acts as a way for people to explore more about their history, then that's a very good thing done. Yeah. I mean, how how do you think they'll describe us when we're gone? Not not that I'm expecting to be in the National Portrait Gallery. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never um, know. Have you got a Wikipedia page for you? I, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't checked. I don't think so. I bet you have, haven't you? I haven't, no. But... Oh, okay. Should we do each other? Because I don't think you're allowed to do yourself. No, I think you have to get someone to do it. Yeah, so if if I do you, you do me? I mean, that's the kind of job that everyone's going to be up to, really, with social isolation. <laughs> everyone's just going to get themselves all... On Wikipedia. ...prepared for when... All, yeah. Okay, great. Well, let's move on to uh, Kinky Blink, or um, What That Old Kink. And I thought what we could look at today is um, as uh, we're kind of social distancing and self-isolating, we could look at some solo kinks. I'm very interested in these. So I'll put a link to this. Um, it's, it's, this is mainly for, for women, I think, but I think it can equally be transferred to uh, male or female or whatever you identify as. So the... F- uh, the first one is teasing. Mm. So I think so. so basically, what we're describing here is having an elaborate wank, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> so what's that? What, there's another thing that people talk, talk about it when you when you're just constantly brinking. You're, you're on the brink constantly, but you never actually climax. Uh, oh, that's edging. Edging, yes. <laughs> well, we'll get there. <laughs> This is right at the very beginning. Because I think the whole thing about this is that you take it slow. So Mm. um, teasing is a fundamental erotic skill, whether you're playing alone or with another. It's about varying the pace and intensity of sensations, testing your self-control and letting the anticipation build. So rather than starting play by touching your genitals, why not tease yourself for a while? Try the sensations game which encourages you to explore every part of your body without lingering too long on the naughty bits. You might also try the words game where you challenge yourself to read down a list of a hundred kinky phrases without touching yourself. When you say this, I've just got, I've basically got Kyla Minogue singing slow in my head if you read those words. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you could put that on in the background as you're doing it, as you're teasing yourself. Yeah. I guess 
one of the ways of teasing yourself is people's nipples are very sensitive, aren't they? And you can tease your own nipples. Yeah, exactly. So uh, about a year ago, I bought some nipple suckers, and they kind of just like attached immediately to your nipples. (laughs) No, they're kind of they create a vacuum, and they Mm. kind of suck your nipples out, which that in itself is quite erotic but it kind of makes your nipples slightly bigger and a bit more sensitive so if you're teasing yourself or someone else is teasing your nipples um, so i'm very curious to know more about this hmm. so sometimes when i've been with like someone a bit older than me hmm. their nipples are much fuller really stick out and i'm wondering about i wondered whether they'd actually seen a lot more action and that makes them so pronounced they is might... that something to do with sucking the suckers or the activity yeah or... I, I think they've been using um nipple suckers uh probably. but also they've probably had a lot of uh, experience but also different people have different size nipples so because my nipples are tiny my um, and i want to make them bigger yeah so this might be the <clears> option mine are relatively small compared to others uh, but also, it's, it is quite erotic. Anyway, should we move on? Inspection. I mean, I could talk about that all night. <laughs> I mean, should we? Should we do all of these tonight? I mean, we do. We're going weekly, so we might not want to give away all the all the details in one go. Let's do this next one. Inspection. So, if you enjoyed teasing, try going one step further and visually inspect yourself. The idea here being mm. to explore your body whilst experiencing minimal physical stimulation. Uh, do you remember the, the Madonna sex book? Sex book. Yes, I do. Because there's this brilliant photo of Madonna sort of crouching um, down and just looking at her vagina um, in a beautiful mirror. Right. So, I mean, if you've got the Madonna sex book. Um, she's showing you right there how to inspect yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got it. I've got it in, in in a trunk in my bedroom. My friend Antonia is is very canny, and she bought two copies of that book because it was sealed, wasn't it? It was sealed in like a silver foil. Mm. So she bought one so that mm. she could read it, and the other one so she could keep it sealed. That was a good idea because yeah. I remember. So when did it come out? Like mid nineties or something? Uh, yeah, early nineties. There was this shop in Broadmead, and it was like a sort of upmarket men's clothes shop. But they used to have it in the shop, and me and my boyfriend at the time used to go down and um, have a look at the book every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in the days when we could go to bookshops and look in books. It wasn't um, even a bookshop, it was a shop, but they just had one. <laughs> it wasn't even a bookshop. No, it was a clothes shop. Oh my God, yeah. Shop. Denial. If teasing and inspection turn you on, why not see how far you can stretch your self-control? The squirm game challenges you to watch something erotic and resist touching yourself for as long as possible with the possible jeopardy of punishment if you falter too soon. Other means of denials is ups and downs game, where you can imagine you're standing in front of a strict disciplinarian obeying their stern instructions. Do you often imagine yourself uh, standing in front of a strict disciplinarian? 
Yes, I do, I think. Well, I often am. <laughs> but probably, probably that's not going to happen for a while now. No, but you can imagine but it. I, I think we've yeah, all got to be so creative, know. haven't we? You know, yeah. sexual kind of exploits at the moment. The Number four is self-spanking. I think that's fairly self-explanatory where you can give yourself a little spank. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Number five is dildo play. Yes. So if you own sex toys, why not mix a little of imagination when you play with them? For instance, if you have a suction base for your toy, try the dildo ritual game and imagine yourself participating in some ancient profane erotic rite. Mm. Wow. It's getting quite creative, isn't it? (laughs) Does it expand on that? Uh, no, it just says some um, participating in some ancient profane erotic rite. Uh, there is another one. It said a suction dildo or butt plug can also be used to play the throne game. As you sit regally on your intrusion, watching activities stage for your majesty's pleasure. I imagine it would have to be on the telly at the moment. Suction dildos also work well on walls, so why not try recreating the scene described in the fucking on a train game. I don't know where this fucking on a train game is. We, you might have to search that on online. Well, that sounds like a better idea. Yeah, the put one on a wall. Yeah. Um, I want to know, what would the pleasure difference between using a butt plug and a dildo be? I don't know. I guess one's longer than the... Oh, I guess it depends how big they are, really. Mm. I think butt plugs are there to kind of stretch your aperture so you can get used to bigger things going up there. I'm wondering whether I should have bought that instead. I'm, I'm sure there's still plenty of butt plugs online that you can buy to get delivered. People aren't stockpiling butt plugs I, yet. I, well, I have, um, but I don't know if anybody else has. Right, porn remixing. Many like to play whilst looking at sexy images, but why stop there? Rather than just consuming images passively, why not unleash your creativity and start remixing them? How would you remix? Well, the, it, this is about drawing images so one is one idea is to trace a background picture first say of mm. someone standing in the corner of the headmaster's study then switch to a new image maybe of yourself and use the same paper and you'll be able to create a composite and add yourself to the original image choose any imagery you like and the only limit is your imagination i actually quite like that that's quite crafty I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. You could actually sort of freeze the porn video, do a tracing of it, and then put a picture of your own face on it. Superimpose yourself in there. (laughs) Mm. I mean, I'm sure there's ways of doing that on a computer now. You could probably, you know, put your face on someone else's body in a porn movie. Does it say anything about... um, Does it say anything about phone set no it doesn't and i was gonna say to you i wonder if phone sex will start to become a thing again i said i'm sorry i'm not doing that with you no but do you remember those phone sex lines like oh eight nine eight fifty 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 of the 90s before there was grinder or gaydar Mm. Um, you used to ring up a, like a, yeah. a, a gay yeah. sex line and talk, chat to people online and have phone sex with them. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that will be a new thing. 
I guess phone yeah. sex, video sex. Video sex, yeah. I've never really been into video sex before, but, you know, I might have to get into it. I think you will. Anyway, I'm going to leave the rest of the list for next time because I'm sure mm. uh, we're going to need to string these out <laughs> depending on how long it takes for, for this crisis to be over. Anyway, we are going to have a little break there and we'll be back after this. Okay, so we're back. Queens of Coronas, or Corona. This is a kind of, uh, has a profound effect on gay life, this. Because a lot of gay life is socialising, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because it's about finding, finding your gang, really, which aren't, they're not everywhere. No. Yeah. They, um, so once once you've found them, you they they are your family, aren't they? Yeah. So it's quite difficult difficult to be away from them because they're not conventional family in that you live with them. But we we get together with them in bars and clubs, which now we can't go to. Um, mm. There's no hookups really if you're practicing social distancing, and so you can't really see your support group or friends or go to the theatre or drag shows it, it kind of hits our community quite hard this I think I mean I think it hits everyone hard in different ways but totally it's very quantifiable the way that it hits our community yeah definitely so uh, that's why I think it's really important to stay in contact with all of your friends um, mm. and you if if you can still go for a walk with them please do um and you know video chats phone calls uh maybe group phone calls if there's a little group of you haven't didn't you didn't you go to some kind of online events i've been to two tonight so i went to so i'm in my studio group at the watershed on friday there's always friday drinks right and so they organized an online group where everyone was sat either in their room or their workplace um, having a glass of wine or beer um, and then I went to another online place where there was four of us just sort of chatting really so yeah and that was called something like Fancy Friday so everyone was dressed up a bit which is why I'm wearing a pussy bow so that was kind of quite nice really just to dress up and I put a bit of makeup on and just made sure that I and had a shave as well because I think otherwise I won't shave really during this. Yeah, and, and I, I, quite, I, I quite and like it. Makes me feel cleaner to have a shaved face. I quite like that idea of dressing up for a video meeting or mm. party or event. Um, mm. Just gives you a sense of occasion. I think a friend of ours, Charlie, who was with us for our Christmas show, he, him, and his lodger dressed up for dinner, and they posted some pictures mm. on. Um, online uh but they they dressed up in really like fancy dress almost um yeah so if you're dressing up 
for dinner or at like a conference call, please uh, send us um, your pictures of you dressed up fancy wandering around your home. Of course, the other thing that we have is telly uh, and the internet to watch um, TV shows and films. Have you got any recommendations? What What do you think you'll be watching? I'm really enjoying Penance on Channel 5. Oh, yeah, you may back, start of, watching that. Yeah. Uh, this kind of middle-aged woman, um, her son dies, and then this young, really hot guy comes into their family's life through a kind of grieving group um, and starts to date this woman's son. But then the older woman, the mother, and, the son, and this young man have this kind of real strong connection and they end up having sex. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm going to watch the next one. But um, the young man's really hot. He's He is really hot, yeah. Mm. Um, again, doesn't <laughs> doesn't help the sexual frustration. <laughs> but I was thinking that there should be some things which kind of lift your spirit. So I'm I'm going to start watching the Golden Girls again. I think, which is yeah, one of my favourites. Yeah. yeah, I have the box sets on iTunes, so uh, I might start watching them from the start. There's loads of them. Exactly. So you can slip in a couple every now and again. <laughs> I love slipping in a couple every now and again. Any other? I think I quite like to rewatch some of the Carry On films as well. Yeah, good idea. I'd like to watch some. Um, well, Betty Davis is my favourite, so I'd like oh. to, to try and find places where I can watch some of her old films. Yeah, I've got a few DVDs of her. I might have to dust off the DVD player and start watching some of those. Anyway, snack out of it is slightly redundant because we're not together to taste things Mm -hmm. but i thought we could give some suggestions for recipes that people could do yeah and i found a recipe on the bbc good food uh app and website i've actually done some voiceovers for their podcast i found one that's going to go that's going to accompany your recipe like, I just made mine yesterday, but I did. I'm looking at the actual recipe now, and I did miss out a key ingredient. Oh, did you? <laughs> what was the key ingredient? Pearl barley. Oh, okay. Actually, this isn't on the Good Food website. It's on a website called Kirby's Cravings, and this is for a yeast-free bread. So, if you're running out of bread, you can make this yeast-free. Uh, and you used all-purpose flour, baking powder, salt, water, vegetable oil, or melted butter. Uh, and it makes quite a pale bread when finished, but it's almost kind of a rustic, country, crusty loaf. And you don't even need a bread tin, so you just kind of make the dough, knead it, uh, and um, put it quite flat in the oven, and then it rises. And so it makes a bit, a bit like a farmhouse kind of roundy loaf. But um, I'll put I'll put a link to this recipe in the description, and I'll also put the recipe up on our blog on our website. Um, so the recipe for the cake that we had last week and the article for the Prague Sex Museum is on our website under the blog page. So um, so we'll put both these recipes up. So what's your recipe, Tommy? Um, my recipe is uh, from the Jack Monroe recipe book. Um, cooking on a bootstrap, not 
jockstrap. Um, <laughs> no, that's our recipe book, um, cooking on a, a jockstrap. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack Monroe's great. And they've got a book that is about, like, their latest book is about, like, tins, cooking with tins. So it's really useful in this time because they're kind of, like, um, ethos is, like, all of the stuff that you'll find in tins is actually just as much got just as much nutritional value, if not more, because when it's put in a tin, it's at its peak nutritional value. Oh wow! Um, but this specific recipe is not from that book. It's okay. a fresh recipe, and it uses broccoli, but a broccoli stalk. Oh. So. Um, Thought it would be quite it's quite useful in this time when we we're probably we might be running low of things or trying to make the most of things and you just cut off the broccoli stalk cut it into tiny pieces boil it up with some chicken stock and some pearl barley which i forgot about mm. um then just add a little bit of um yogurt and then you put a, a, a hat put it through a, ha- um, a pan blender right. and it's just like a delicious nutritional soup that would accompany your um, bread perfectly. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds amazing. That's a, that's a top tip. And Jack actually also does another recipe for bread, which I've tried a few times. It does use yeast, um, but it's just plain flour and a bottle of beer. And the beer acts as a sort of fermenting agent thing really and it just makes a beautiful big crusty crusty loaf amazing yeah so there's lots of little kind of improvisational ways that we can make our lives a little bit better and we can snack on some food and um and as we've got time you can make stuff i've got a slow cooker as well in my slow um arousal techniques i can be (laughs) you can a vegetable you can you could be cooking up a vegetable stew self-exciting <laughs> I've got no actual like I've got no meat in house as such all I've got is tins of sardines and tuna because okay. I don't really buy meat to eat in the in the house I always just eat meat outside of the house yeah do you think you so might buy them. some I don't really know I don't have the urge to I just think of it as something like I would probably only ever eat meat with a Sunday roast if I go out yeah okay well people are still delivering maybe they'll deliver a sunday roast that would be nice i was actually thinking of supporting some restaurants by actually ordering takeout from them like one at the weekend or something one night a week are they still are they still doing that some restaurants are still doing takeouts so Mm. uh, because takeouts can still be delivered to people and i think that's quite a nice way of supporting local businesses as well Someone in the Fancy Friday party, the online party that I was just at, was going to go around to the local pub and buy the wine off them because apparently some supermarkets have sold out of wine. And that's a good way of supporting the pubs when they're out, if you can. Yeah, and some breweries are actually doing deliveries to people's homes. Mm. Like Some of the smaller breweries are actually going to do like home deliveries. So that might be another way of keeping some of those businesses going which are obviously going to be affected by all of this i listened to a um a podcast on podbean today which was called coronavirus fact or fiction but it was quite good uh, because it had deepak chopra on there today and he was being quite mindful about how you know you can meditate and 
keep yourself together and cope with this weird change of life that we're all going through. Uh, and with that in mind, I've got some inspirational quotes to keep us going. And some of these are from Mark Twain. So this one's not from Mark Twain. This is just an inspirational quote. It says, sometimes we're tested not to show our weaknesses, but to discover our strengths. And I think that's a really good quote for this time, because I think, you know, we've all got a bit of time on our hands. So we can do some of the things which we have been putting off or we've thought we'd never had time to, like if you're going to write that book or that movie or that play or paint that picture. I'm worried about that, though. All these awful people writing plays. (laughs) Well, you know, it it might... Yeah, but there might be some brilliant ones. Yeah, it's true. So, you know... Shakespeare wrote King Lear when... um, when, uh, Nobody could go to the theatre because of uh, the plague. Well, there you go. Hashtag just saying. Yeah. So the human race has one really effective weapon, and that is laughter. So I think that's another thing. We just need to keep our spirits high through this. And Mark Twain wrote, the best way to cheer yourself up is to try and cheer somebody else up. So I think all of those things about keeping in contact, us doing this podcast other people doing podcasts is all to try and lift people's spirits and, and cheer them up. Mark Twain is, I don't know much about Mark Twain, but he's featured rather heavily. Well, I think Mark Twain should be one of our what that really old queen because he's rumoured to be bisexual as well. Or gay, I think. Well, I found um, I was always as a child, I was always in love with Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. I had a book with with of Tom Sawyer and it had a picture of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn on it and just the way that Huckleberry Finn was described I was just like so drawn to that character yeah well see you look you fell in love with a fictional character which Mm. is what we spoke about last time I forgot about that I think it's the dungaree (laughs) (laughs) it's the dungaree Well, there you go. You could you could dress up in your dungarees and a big straw hat and be Huckleberry Finn one day. Have a Huckleberry Finn day. Right. Um, I've got some Queens of Agony questions. And then I'm trying to make them as apt as they can be for the time period we're living through at the moment. So, dear old Queens... Have you ever masturbated and the guy you thought wasn't all that good looking pops up in your fantasy? This has legitimately happened to me about four times. Guys that I thought weren't attractive at all have popped up in my mental fantasy while I masturbate and I've gotten off to it. Have you ever experienced this? Yes. I can't think of an incident, but I know that that's happened to me. Immediately when you started saying that, I was like, yes. So, so you you may be having a fantasy about someone, and then somebody else pops into your mind, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, I find masturbation like it's not my go-to thing. It's a, like a thing because I can't sleep a lot, and so that's oh, it's five o'clock. Might as well have a wank. Mm. Uh, so it's just a kind of like, but maybe having this conversation has changed my view of it and I should rethink everything. Wow, it, it is kind of needs must 
at the moment, isn't it? Mm. So have you ever heard of the term work hot? No. So it means when, when either when you're at work or you're in a certain place that you go to regularly, there's no one else around who's particularly hot. So you kind of pick out the hottest person who's there. And that's who you kind of fantasize about. And it wouldn't be someone that you probably usually would fancy, mm. but because they're kind of like the best of a bad bunch, they're work hot. Not yeah. that any of us are going to work at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it might have to, we might have to have that piece of furniture hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that inanimate object hot. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Dear old queens, my straight friend sends me nudes. It's really confusing me since he knows I'm gay. We even joke around and say he's my bit on the side and we're married. But I think it's really odd that he sends me nudes, but hasn't truly made a move on me. We haven't done anything with each other, but I'm definitely open to it. What do you suggest I do? Do you think he's curious or just likes the attention? <laughs> um, well, I would send nudes back. <laughs> I think it's only then, polite, isn't it, to send nudes back if someone's sending you nudes? I mean, it's gay culture to do that. I mean, that's the that's the obvious option, isn't it? Yeah. I think this guy obviously fancies him, doesn't he? It's very odd for someone to send nudes to someone you don't fancy, isn't it? But also I'm very aware of that situation where someone straight is just enjoying that attention. Like that's a very familiar scenario. So it's not guaranteed by any means. No. Um, But what have you got to lose to send a nude back? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I think go for it. Well, while you can, I mean, you know, if you're not actually interacting with this person at the moment during this crisis... If he's sending you nudes, send nudes back. See if you're getting off individually to it, and then maybe when this crisis is over, you'll actually get off together. I think I might stop putting sort of semi-nudes up on Instagram. <laughs> well, <laughs> I already do that. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. Um, to relieve the boredom. So, yeah, watch out for um, some more semi-nudes and maybe... Um, dressed up in different outfits does it give you a bit of a um a self-esteem boost uh i i think it does to someone who's had body dysmorphia for most of his life i've never really felt that i was attractive or my body was attractive um and to kind of overcome that and and put pictures of myself up Mm semi-naked and then people saying they like it is is something quite gratifying and it it does boost to your self-esteem and it's not i don't i'm not doing it because i think i look beautiful yeah i like uh, like i like seeing people do that and i think it's like i think people do it for different reasons but it feels like positive yeah i think it's i'm trying to be body positive yeah it's especially when it's not someone that is like just that sort of gym bunny type person yeah I think that's yeah it's about being body positive and about putting different kinds of bodies out there so it's not because I think I'm an Adonis or beautiful it's that people people like different things and they like different bodies and and, Mm. you know lots of things are beautiful and everybody each individual person is beautiful and it's about getting over those inhibitions that you have I think that Christina Aguilera's 
beautiful song is like the best pop song there is it's a very good pop song i like britney spears toxic though which is a different it's a different kind of pop song different message (laughs) mine's more more positive yeah um i've got two more questions we've got four questions today um so dear old queens I want to try new stuff with my boyfriend. I've been dating my boyfriend for about 10 months. Everything's going good so far and we have a great relationship. We have a good sex life too. However, he's into some really hardcore shit in bed. He likes it when his dom actually hits him to the point of bruising. He told me all of this stuff a few months ago while we were drunk and talking about our kinks randomly. He also told me that he doesn't expect me to do it because no one would do besides the guy that he dated in the past. I've been thinking about it and I want to try it with him, but I don't know how to approach it and I'm feeling kind of nervous. What do you recommend? I mean, I've, I know friends that have been in that situation and, and I think it's a real gradual process like to to reassure that person that that their their ideas about what they like aren't they're perverted but they're they could be good perverted if they're with with the right person in the right context yeah i don't think they should feel nervous because they haven't got anything to feel nervous about because they're not suggesting something that would be um pushed out of the conversation because the other partner is have that desire as well i mean it could be the case that that they don't that he doesn't want to do it with him but i think it's worth broaching that yeah definitely i I would say like that would be a kind of good thing to do or talk about when you're on holiday obviously we're not on holiday now but there is an element of it that could feel like a holiday if we reframed the way that we think about this situation that we're in so i would say seize the moment yeah and just talk to him about it the thing is is that there's no expectations there from your partner because he he's not expecting you to do it so if you do give it a go then you know anything that you you do in that situation is going to be a bonus for him because he obviously gets off on that and you can always go back to vanilla yeah you know i mean you don't want to do that extreme stuff all the time no i don't sometimes i just want to cuddle okay Dear old queens, I've been getting texts from older Tinder dates, grinder dates, and hookups wanting to just chat and reconnect now that we're all under lockdown. I've had four people contact me that I haven't heard from in years or started talking to me years ago and never met. All of them saying stuff like, we should hang out after this is all over. Mm. What do you think about that? Well, they could just be searching around looking for someone that actually is not um, adhering to the rules of um, spatial... What's Social distancing. Spatial distancing. And just sniffing it out um, as a potential for now. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're just giving it some... Like, they're, they've sat, they're sat in their flat and they're kind of thinking about lovers past and present and future. It's weird because I've, I've been thinking a lot about um, two past boyfriends in this situation and just wondering how they're coping with it. And they haven't entered my head 
for months and months, like I haven't thought about them. And then all of this happens and I think, so I sort of feel tempted to text them. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't, but I'm curious to know what they're doing and how they're coping. I think, I, I don't think this is a real issue. I think this whole thing has made us rethink our lives and what happened before and what's going to happen afterwards. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I think some people are thinking maybe, you know, you're the one that got away. You know, they actually really liked you, but they didn't take a risk on you. So I would see this, mm-hmm. I would see that as a compliment. And, uh, and I think as if you've got time to reconnect with people, why not reconnect with people? Maybe mm-hmm. that romance or whatever kind of relationship you could have that sex mance or you know fb that went by the wayside could be still in your life in the future after this is all Mm. over and actually reconnecting with them now might be a really good thing and just extending on that actually that could be something that could be really positive that came out of this whole thing is that you could look over it doesn't have to be lovers, you know, it could be just friends that you've lost by the wayside and think, I miss them in my life and I want to reconnect with them. And this is the time really just to check in. Yeah. Like, because it's very easy to have friends that you haven't seen for a couple of months and then for them just to filter out of your lives. Yeah. But this could be the moment that you're just checking in with everyone. I've been checking in with all of my usual friends, yeah. but I feel like I want to push that, you know, extend that out really and just make sure everyone's okay. Totally. I know. So yeah, if we, I think we need to find ways of making this very weird, not great situation and turn it into a positive and I think reconnecting with people that you've maybe lost mm. contact with, checking in on them, making sure they're okay, is is an amazing thing that can happen because we've got time to do it now. Plus all the creativity that can happen during this period. Mm. You know, all mm. the things that you've been putting off that you didn't you keep saying you haven't got time to do, you've got mm. time to do them now. Mm. Well, as long as they're based within your house. Yeah. Yeah, I've just I've changed my room around so it's half bedroom and then it's half like an exercise and studio room so I can actually sort of make performances in there. Amazing. Are you going to do some televised uh, like film performances? Yeah, I'm trying to work out how that would be because I don't want it to like feel too weird but I'm working out the best option because um, yeah, I need to make some money out of this situation because all of my the way I make money really is through gig economy. Yeah, we're both in the same boat with that. So, like I said before, if you can like, share, subscribe, tell people that if you think they would like our podcast to listen to our podcast. And yeah, if if you're not in financial difficulties, if you can um, subscribe to our Patreon account, uh, even if it was just like a pound a month or something, it would just help us cover the costs of this podcast and help us keep it going through this crisis. Anyway, on that note, I think we might have come to the end of our episode. Oh, that's a shame. So, um, yeah, sorry, Tommy. But we'll we'll be back next week (laughs) (laughs) because we're going to do them weekly while this silliness goes on. The mad world that we suddenly find ourselves Mm. in. Anyway, thank you, Tommy, um, for being on video chat with me while we record What That Old Queen. Uh, Thank you for listening. 
and we'll see you uh, say goodbye Tommy goodbye Tommy and we'll see you next time on What That Old Queen you have been listening to What That Old Queen presented by Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges the show was produced by Bernie Hodges in January 2020 for Hodge Podcasting. If you would like to discuss sponsoring this podcast, or you'd like to be a guest, or you just have a question for the old queens, please email hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.